KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah, listening to the Erev Shabbat program, Erev Shabbat Kodesh, Parashat Balak, Yudgimel Tammuz. I'm your host, Jonathan Snowbell. The Erev Shabbat program is Lilui Nishmat Shlomo Yosef Ben Chaim Shmuel. And I also like to send out good wishes to my mother, Elaine Snowbell Esther Batchana for a full recovery from her surgery last week. I hope you enjoy the share, Mom. I will not be discussing Parshat Balak. I'm going to back going to go back to Parshat Chukat. And it's a Parshat, as I mentioned in the past, that has given me trouble on the question that we discussed last week as to what is the difference between this new generation that's going into Eretz Yisrael and the generation that died in the Midbar, when they seem similar in their desire for Mitzrayim, why have you taken us out of Mitzrayim? Which is something that the new generation says and the old generation certainly said. So how are they different? How have they changed? How have they improved? So we mentioned the time factor. Time has changed. And in fact, while they say why have you taken us out of Mitzrayim? These are empty words that have no yearning for Mitzrayim because they have no real knowledge of the reality of Mitzrayim. And they do not have the descriptions of Mitzrayim in any terms, and certainly not in good terms, because there's nothing for them to describe in Mitzrayim. They don't remember Mitzrayim. They don't know the reality of Mitzrayim. Something we mentioned in the past that we didn't mention last week is highlighted in Parshat Chukat that... <clears throat> there seems to be a transfer of responsibility from Moshe to Bnei Israel as a whole. So, if we look into the parasha of the messengers to Edom, it says, Vayishlach Moshe Malachim al Edom. But in the continuation of the conversation between Edom and Bnei Israel. It, is, it no longer mentions Moshe. When Bnei Israel answer their first response, it's Bnei Israel who are answering, not Moshe. Later on in the parsha, in the war against Melech Arad, we see Israel is taking an oath, and this is something. Later on in the parsha, they find the bear of water, and then it says, "Az Yashir Yisrael Tashira Hazot." Very reminiscent of the words "Az Yashir Moshe Uvenei Israel Tashira Hazot," but here Moshe is not leading anymore; it's just Israel. And then the last parasha, as opposed to "Vayishlach Moshe Malachim El Melech Adom," it's "Vayishlach Israel Malachim El Sichon Melech Ori." And here I think the Torah, and this is answer number two, is showing a maturation process that Bnei Israel are no longer inactive, just waiting for Moshe to act, they are active on their own, they are taking responsibility on their own, and roles that Moshe had previously done by themselves, the Torah is giving credit to all of Israel, because apparently (coughs) they are much more involved in the process. Moshe is still clearly the leader, but the fact that the Torah is giving credit for actions of Bnei Israel to Bnei Israel, not to Moshe, show a higher involvement of Bnei Israel as I said, uh, some sort of maturation process. But 
those two points, the time factor this, and this maturation process that the Torah itself describes, are two good points, but there's something that I finally, with the help of my wife, was able, were able, we were able to pinpoint something in the actual complaints. Because we go back to the two stories where B'nai Israel do complain, and they do say, Lama Heli Tunum and that's the story of May Meriva, where they complain about water, and the story with the Nechashim, where they complain about the man. See, there seems to be repetitions of old complaints about the water. There's no water. And there's a similarity, Masal Meriva, that Ben Israel had in Parshat B'Shalach when they first got out of Mitzrayim, and May Meriva, here where, they, where they're already 40 years after Yitziat Mitzrayim. And then we have them complaining about the man, that they're tired of the man, which certainly reminds us of Parshat Ba'alotcha, that they're tired of the man. Our souls are dried up from this nothing but this man. So everything seems very similar. And is there nothing that we can find even in their complaint that makes them better? And here's where I stumbled on difference number one. Why have you brought, taken the conversation, the, pardon, not the conversation, why have you taken out the congregation of God to this desert? B'nai Israel are calling themselves Kehal Hashem. Now if we compare that to Parshat B'Shalach, although not in the incident of the water, but in the incident of the lack of food, Ben Israel described themselves in the following way. You have taken us out of Mitzrayim to this desert, to kill this entire congregation, this entire congregation, with a famine, with hunger. Same thing as this pasuk. Why be brought in us to the desert? To die, us and our and our flock. But one difference. Everything is the same. To die in the desert. Why have you taken us out to die in the desert? But here they call themselves Kehal Hashem. They are describing themselves as the congregation of God. There they describe themselves Kehal Hazed, this congregation. And this is a vast difference. Because if they're already calling themselves Kehal Hashem, then they've made an extremely significant movement. Because when we look at the story of Masao Meriva, Masao Meriva was the place where Moshe hit the rock the first time to bring forth water. May Meriva is from last week's parsha, Parshat Chukat, where Moshe hit the rock the second time, perhaps erroneously, <coughs> as the Mefarshim discuss. But let's notice already the difference in the names. Masao Meriva and May Meriva. Very similar. 
Miriva, there's a quarrel in both cases. But in the first case, there's a Masa Umeriva. Why is it called Masa Umeriva? So in Parshat B'Shalach it says, there's two things, Masa Umeriva. I'll read B'nai Israel on the quarrel of B'nai Israel. So let's assume that in Parshat Chukat there's also a quarrel. It's called Mei Meriva. But what's the Masa? They tested God by saying, Hayesh Hashem Bekirbenu Im Ain. Is there God amongst us? Or is there not? Wow. Can we say that the generation that describes themselves as Kehal Hashem are testing God and asking, is God amongst us or not? The difference between the two names is now so shockingly clear. Masel Merivah, there's a quarrel. And May Merivah, there's a quarrel. But there's no Masah in May Merivah. There's no testing of God and asking, is God amongst us or not? Why not? Because they describe themselves as Kehal Hashem. They know God is amongst them. They do not question whether God is amongst them. They've internalized this. And this brings us to difference number two. One of the refrains that Moshe repeats over and over again throughout the complaints of the generation that left Mitzrayim, and I'll read one quote from Parshat B'Shalach, is that Bnei Israel aimed their complaints at Moshe and Aharon, but really, their complaints shouldn't be directed to Moshe and Aharon, their complaints should be directed to God. Consistently, Vailonu Kodat Bnei Israel Moshe Vela Aharon Bamidbar. Ben Israel complained to Moshe Aaron. So we take this for granted. We say, of course, who are they going to complain to? Oh, they mean to complain to God, but their 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 address for God is Moshe and Aaron. But no, there's a mistaken address, and Moshe tells them this. God has heard your complaints. Asher atem malinim alav. Why are you directing your complaints to us? We're not the address for the complaints. God is the address. And this comes up over and over again. We'll just quickly open to Sefer B'midbar. I'm looking. I should have done better homework. 
וכן אתה וכל עתך הנועדים על השם, וארון מהו כי תלינו עליו. פרשת קורח. You're not complaining against Aaron, you're complaining against God. There's a mistaken address of the complaints. And as I said, Moshe repeats this over and over again, which makes it clear that they're not just going to Moshe and Aaron as an intermediary to God, because Moshe chastises them. Don't complain against me, complain, you're complaining against God. And apparently they're formulating the complaints to Moshe. What have you done to us? Look what you've done to us. There is a lack of knowledge of Hayesh Hashem Bekirbeinu Im Ayin. Masao Meriva didn't end when Moshe hit the rock and the water came out. They consistently turned their complaints to Moshe and Aaron because they thought they were the address and not God. And now, listen to the Pasuk in the second complaint in Parshat Chukat. The second complaint of the generation that is going into Eretz Yisrael. They traveled from Horahar to Yamsuf. And the soul of the people was discouraged because of the way. The people spoke out against God and Moshe. Why have you taken us out of Mitzrayim? What a difference. Are they complaining? Yes. But who are they complaining to? God and Moshe. They've internalized that they are Kehal Hashem, as they said in the first complaint. And if they have complaints, and they might still have complaints because they are an Amkshe Orif, but the complaint is directed to God. And to Moshe, who's the leader. But God is first, and then Moshe. Now this is a sin too, and they recognize this sin. We have sinned because we've spoken against God and against you. Pray to God, and He will take, out, take away the Nachash. It is clear to this generation that Hashem Bekirbeinu, God is amongst us. And therefore they call themselves Kehal Hashem. And therefore, when they complain, they complain to Hashem and Moshe, not just Moshe. And therefore, when they admit their sin, and we showed that admitting a sin is not the first time, because by Chetam Ereglim, the first generation also were able to admit their sin. But this generation knows how to correct the sin also. Pray to God. Because if God is amongst us, then God is punishing us. And if God is punishing us, we must pray to Hashem, or Moshe could pray to Hashem. Then the difference between the generation that left Mitzrayim and the generation that is going into Eretz Yisrael is the difference between Masao Meriva and May Meriva. The first generation failed to recognize 
that God is amongst them. And I think you can look at a lot of the stories again now in this light. The new generation that's going into Eretz Yisrael, they might still sin. They might still critique. They might still be an Am Kishayorif. But they know they're the generation of Meimiriva. They don't question whether God is amongst them. They complain. They sin. But they know who they're sinning against. God is amongst them. And there's a world of a difference between a sinful nation that knows that they're sinning towards God and a sinful nation that thinks, that doubts whether God is amongst them and they look only to the leader for their salvation, for their complaints, I think one last thing should be mentioned in this context. With this information, now we can look at Chet HaEgel in a whole new light. Because a nation that knows that God is amongst them does not fear the disappearance of the leader. <coughs> but a nation that ties everything to the leader and questions, Hayesh Hashem Bekirbenu Imayin, is God amongst us or not? When the leader disappears, when Moshe has gone to the mountain for too long, then they'll turn to Aaron and say, Make a God that will go in front of us, because Moshe is gone. Where He took us out of Mitzrayim. Where is he? The nation of Meimeriva, who knows that God is amongst them, they would have never sinned at Chet HaEgel. But perhaps that took 40 years to get to that place. We still have to ask, how could they forget that God is amongst them after everything that happened? The ten plagues, Ma'amad Har Sinai. But that's a question for another Arab Shabbat program. Shabbat Shalom. All the best.